Hello everyone, welcome to Lokiaka Hange. In this podcast today, we're going to be talking about something that's related to the human experience. We're going to be talking about emotions, feelings, things that we don't talk about on a daily. And who better to do this with than my sisters, who helped me to take them. We have Kinza and Minaho. Hi. Hi. How's it going, guys? Good. Good. Thanks for that beautiful introduction. It's every every time. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, well, I meant it with all my heart because, you know, I think friendship is a part of uh, a good outlet for mm. when we're trying to regulate ourselves in mm. terms of how we're feeling, mm. right? I feel like as human beings, we put on this mask when we go out in public to hide what we're truly feeling. Because the heart and the mind, when we're in a certain space, we all have an opinion we all have something that comes up for us but we don't necessarily always share it Mm. and we don't necessarily have healthy outlets to sort of diffuse that yeah right yeah and it comes out in various ways comes out in negative ways such as projection Mm -hmm. it comes out in our work comes out in our performance in all our relationships so what do you guys think about regulating the self do you think it's an easy task can you think of any moment in your life that is shareable that it's maybe a moment where you caught yourself and you were alone just you yourself your consciousness and you decided that you wanted to sort of try and look back on those feelings and deal with it um and we are talking about like any any feelings, right? Any feelings. Any feelings. Okay, so I'm I had promised myself I'm not gonna talk about it, but like a really big feeling that hit us this past week was the passing of Kobe Bryant and the other eight people on board. And they were all feelings of just unfiltered grief and sorrow and shock and disbelief. And I think that that was a day. It's interesting because you said that when you're with yourself, how are you reflecting on those feelings? It was like, it was both, right? It was a lot of both. It was like expressing feelings with other people in my house. It actually, we actually had a debate for the next like four hours about this following the news. Um, And then it was a lot about reflecting it within yourself. And uh, I think that the way that we dealt with all of that was talking through the point of what just happened. Um, if we have the chance, we'll go into that a little bit. But like talking about just the feelings part of it, we were able to talk through those feelings with one another, kind of understand because we had different perspectives of what just happened and what it all means. Um, and then we had the days following, we had the chance to really think about it on a personal level and what it means to us and how that translates into what we are and who we are and what we do in our lives. So I think that if I am thinking of who we are when we are, when, you know, we are by ourselves or our feelings are by ourselves, I think that it, we are very hard on ourselves and we try and find examples and things happen. Uh, this one, I really thought it through. Something that I've never, you know, exactly done with other feelings always. Mm-hmm. Other times it has been that if in the past I've been angry, which has happened with me, I've had I've had a moment like or two where I've had, you know, in uh, two years ago, I had a panic attack and I was angry because the situation was not going very well. And I actually threw my phone across the room. And that was so um, not who I am that it scared me. So, you know, I'm trying to explain to you how I just managed my feelings like a week ago versus how I managed them like about two and a half years ago. Um And so I could not have, I was not in the right headspace, number one. I did not have the right tools to manage that feeling. I did not have enough education to even realize, an education on anxiety and stressors, to realize that I'd just gone through a panic attack. And, you know, so so I guess like, at that moment, I knew when, I, when that happened and I didn't recognize myself, I knew that something had to change. Um, so besides the obvious stuff, like checking myself into therapy and stuff like that, I consciously made a couple of decisions in my life, such as removing as much, you know, stressing material from my life as possible. That included people, other stressors, and integrating things like meditation, acupuncture, 
things that did not come overnight. I still had to do my research about it. I had to experiment. I had to play with like what works, what doesn't work. I learned to believe it or not, like lean on people, something that I hadn't done before. And so again, two and a half years later where I'm sitting right here, I was, I'm happy to, it ha- a very sad thing happened last Sunday, but I'm happy that that grief or that anger did not, you know, it did not have the same reaction this time after working on myself for like two and a half, three years, I had the tools to be able to think through things properly and, uh, and, you know, channel that I'm happy to say I channeled that grief and that anger into something positive. Um, you know, and that's why I guess the two examples matched. Sorry for taking up a bunch of time, but I thought that was like two big things in my life right now that I could think of immediately and link them. And as to like, you know, how, um, researching and putting the time in yourself is actually an investment to build a set of tools that you can rely on in case something big happens. You know, really, I really, really, truly appreciate you sharing that story with us because honestly, you don't know how many hearts you're going to touch by sharing that story. It's inspiring because the thing is, they say that experience is the best teacher, right? The fact that you learned all the tools and all the things you need to regulate yourself and sort of tackle the situation again, if it ever came, you know, even when you're not ready, is something that's very respected. And I think the most respected part of your story is that you, you, you know, you seek help. And a lot of people are hesitant to seek help and, you know, it's okay. It's absolutely what you were saying. It's not an overnight thing. No. It takes time. Yeah. It takes a lot of time. And I feel like it's okay. You know, a lot of times we're always fearing what other people are thinking, whether it be how we're expressing ourselves emotionally or how, you know, if somebody finds out that we're seeking help, how they're going to react. We're always fearful of people's reactions and their, and their judgments. But I feel like when we're alone with ourselves, like you said, you can sort of be your authentic self you could take your feelings and sort of express them like like you know sometimes we get into this mode where it's like is that was that really me like a panic attack or or throwing the phone or whatever it might be and you know it kind of comes down to being ready to express yourselves in a various amounts of ways in a vast amount of ways and to be okay with that and to be like okay this happened and now what do i need to do next right I think that's really important. And I'm like, just really proud of you for sharing that story. Well, thanks. I'm sorry for like, um, I guess starting on a really (laughs) awkward note, like, which is like, you know, heavy, but I feel like this, this week was heavy, um, on, and, and honestly, like it, but it does hearten me as well. And I think that that's one of the tools that I'm talking about. Um, when my, when I started going to the therapist, the therapist actually, you know, my therapist said, you know, you need what you, what you're lacking is literally that a tool set for you to like, you know, Mm -hmm. say, okay, I'm, I'm dealing with grief today. I'm dealing with sadness today. I'm dealing with depression today. What do I need, you know, from this to like pick and up. So I guess like me sitting here a week later and being able to talk about all the positive things that this man did and, you know, those people did and how like, you know, this mentality that he had and how we can learn from it. That's me relying on my tool set to say, this is not like a black hole. There's some really good things about this that you can learn from. Absolutely. I agree a hundred percent. I mean, listen, Africa, we run stats and, and his, his young age really set me back in my personal life in terms of remembering my young uncle who passed away, who was really close to me. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking about him. And that's when like, I guess the locks come off my compart, me compartmentalizing. Yeah. It's like, something happens in your life and then you're reminded of some like past trauma right? right and you know what i guess in that moment i realized that we all relapse into this cycle of mental health and yeah. it's like the more we realize that it's we can't avoid it we can only deal with it yeah that, that that's the day things are going to get better within ourselves yeah because that day i i really did keep to myself i didn't want to project on anybody i didn't want to let anything out like i was also like when i saw everything happening like i shared one post about it and i was like okay like now i don't really want to interact with anybody right now because i'm feeling a certain way yeah and um yeah i mean i guess that's just the way i dealt with it yeah and it wasn't more me shutting down it was me like saving everybody else around me from like an attitude or something right you know and i feel like if more people did that especially in our culture it would 
lighten lighten the situations a bit. Yeah. Especially at like we always talk about gatherings, family gatherings and stuff. And it's like when people have their own financial dis- financial distress or family situations, you it comes like you can see it. It's visible because they're sort of not they don't have a healthy way to they don't have an outlet, so it just comes out. Yeah. And spreads. Yeah, I agree. A um, couple of points. I think, first of all, what you were talking about, um, how people, I think it's all about outlook, what your outlook is on a certain thing, whether it's somebody's death or, or something small, just how your week is going. I think outlook has a big, big um, hand in that. Um, secondly, I believe that um, it's actually funny because you can feel it happening to you when you when you think that something's like wrong with you or it's like oh like this is not really me maybe like I should seek help or whatever like you mentioned your panic attack or whatever not whatever not or whatever Mm -hmm. like your panic attack edit that out (laughs) that was really ignorant um but you can actually feel it happening to you and that's when you're like okay time to time to do something um but at the same time I think that everybody has a different um a different approach to what helps them it's not necessarily always meditation it's not necessarily always therapy or acupuncture it's sometimes it's like oh like you just said i'm gonna keep to myself and i'm not gonna you know talk to anybody and i think that if people started respecting that aspect a little bit more um how one person um decides to deal with their emotions or whatever they're feeling i think that would be um very helpful to a lot of people but at the same time that person is like if it's going on for a prolonged time and if you think that yeah then they could use some help then you need to like push them and be like hey like get go get go get help Mm. um yeah so depending on the situation and the person the perspective the lens that's how the um the trauma or the the situation or whatever the whatever the circumstances are is interpreted and you know i believe like so my self-care is video games journaling and you know reading a lot of books that have to do with self-help um and when i have that scope with me it's like I know the days that I'm not feeling well and like that's how I'm going to like sort of deal with it mm-hmm. so I can get back to what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. even before I was a counselor in training or a therapist in school, I was always an empath. So like if you remember in Comac High School when there was a lot of tragedies, we would have moments of silence. Mm-hmm. Now I would be sort of one of the three only people who are actually like really crying mm-hmm. during the moment of silence. What does that mean? Does it mean that everybody else around me is wrong for the way that they're expressing themselves? Mm. Absolutely not. It's just that that's the way I Mm -hmm. handled it. Mm. Right. Being the only guy doing that is a whole nother story. Mm. However, like me being fearful of that judgment in the moment also made it so I was filtering myself. Mm. And then guess what happened? The rest of the day, I was very sad Mm. because I didn't get that chance to just let it out because I was so fearful about look about what other people are going to think about me yeah. yeah exactly and i think that um how it connects to our culture is that sometimes you seem to be disrespectful if you're not talking to somebody or if you're not saying how you're feeling um that that translates into hey like she's so she's so rude she's not talking to anybody like she, that that just immediately trans trans leads into um mm-hmm. disrespect but like at the same time you know if if you have like people close to you like like my sister here like she understands if hey like she needs if it's me and i'm not really talking to her or like the rest of the family my dad would be like oh my god what's wrong with her what's wrong it's like he would be like he would be like on my case like what's wrong with her and then and then she would be like dad listen like she's fine she's just going through a lot of like um school work and stress and stuff like that and the same like i try to do that with her like if she is sleep in quote unquote in in bed doesn't want to come out for dinner or something i will tell him hey like she's sleeping she's had a hard day let her be um i think it's important to have that you know um those kind of people around you who are like close enough to understand that hey she's okay she just needs some time of course and i think that's an intercultural theme where it's like people forget that this is not the band-aid model you Mm -hmm. can't just fix it like you can't just stitch it up and it'll be done i feel like when you have a a mental wound or or you're you're hurt so much that you feel like you have a tear in your heart there is different ways to deal with it and it takes a lot more time than healing 
like something that's medical. Like it's not like you can get vaccinated for depression, right? No one's immune to it. Yeah. Right. So when we get these like comments about like, oh, why are you acting like this? I guess it comes from a place where people don't understand that like somebody's sad day can last for a week and somebody's sad day can come out as anger. And there's just different ways of expressing it, different ways it shows up. And it's important to remember not to take it personally. Um, like growing up, I I used to take it personally. Like if somebody else was having a bad day, and I always used to be like, "Oh my god, I did something wrong." Mm. Yeah, like that that paranoia of it in itself is is a is a feeling yeah. of mental health. Yeah, too, that so. personally, I deal with that so much. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, okay, I'm full exposing myself right now, but like I'll be like, yeah, everybody's supposed to deal with my attitudes. But like if somebody is having a bad day, or if they um, are not talking to not me specifically, but just in general, or they're like, hey, like I'm having a bad day. Mm-hmm. that's it they don't want to talk anymore mm-hmm. i'll very much still take that personally and i don't like i'm working towards that and i'll just like give them their space but then that that the, then i'm thinking okay but maybe what if they want me to talk to them and ask them like uh if they're okay or how was their day so it's like it's like i have to like figure that part out um but i think everybody everybody goes through that because of, because you're right the paranoia is too much like oh maybe i did something wrong maybe mm-hmm. that's why they're not talking to me um but then you want to also find out if they're okay yeah, it's a double-edged sword completely. One thing that Menahil is, you know, mentioning here um, is is great, but there's one thing she's also not mentioning. Um, our relationship of, you know, allowing each other that space or, like, covering for one another has not come overnight either. Uh, and that is us fully disclosing ourselves. We've had tremendous amounts of fights, not a s- small scale, you know, uh, fight either but like a lot of fights that has you know because i you know i want to make sure yeah there's always like we've never really treated each other like oh i'm the older sister and you're the younger sister but i do have this protective instinct for my sisters and they have it you know right back at me so of course you're worried that you know if your sister hasn't spoken to you for like two days or you know that's how she's processing her feelings but i didn't understand that right away and i think that had we not had the hard conversations and like really heartbreaking fights and you know just I want to say again years of going through because I she's not me and I'm not her and you know she has different ways of expressing herself than I do and that includes hard feelings like grief or anger it's just you know that I think I've seen that so much happen in our culture where like that just might be the way that they are doing things and we need to learn how to either protect them and support them and you know empower them to do so because that's their way however and I'm going to open up this question to you both as well is that you know what is the line that you would gladly cross when you think that this person is going through a hard time and maybe need some help because let's not forget that the people who you know like for example and, and this kind of touches on the question you were just asking is that maybe they want me to talk to them, you know? So like, cause I've seen honestly, uh, you know, lives and even our family get so messed up because people around them never asked them if they needed help. These people, and I myself was one of them, or sometimes still am, where it's like, they're so stressed that anxiety is already taking over their brains and they're already shutting themselves out. So they're definitely not thinking straight. They're not thinking that, oh, I should go get a wat- you know, some water or I should do some exercise or I should eat or I should even check myself into therapy. They're not thinking those things because they can't. Anxiety is awful. It's an illness. It's a disease. It's, you know, very much a condition even though it's invisible but like when does one cross over the line and say okay i think i've given them enough space but i think they need help and i'm gonna suggest that hey you know let let me help or do you think you need help i mean is that a thing i am a big proponent of breaking the cycle if you see something happening for years try and be the person who's going to throw the wrench on the wheel and try to make it stop however if it's detrimental to your own mental health and and you feel like you don't have the tools or the capacity or the competency to handle the situation Hmm. then don't do it there has been many times in my life even being in this major where i did not feel competent Hmm. right because Hmm. i'm not done Hmm. i'm not licensed But when you have that knowledge and you see that something wrong is happening, let me tell you, it gives a lot of invisible wounds. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is, 
when you're trying to approach a situation, there's a fine line between aggression and assertiveness. And the thing that cro- that divides aggression or separates aggression and assertiveness is reacting. Hmm. Aggression is a reaction, whereas assertiveness is is you're doing something with a goal in mind. You're putting your foot down because you're telling them, I want to throw a wrench in this wheel and end the cycle. So if you want to end the cycle of people not helping, being oblivious to helping, because that's the thing too, or trying to tell someone to get help, to get help, I think that it sometimes your gut instinct, your sixth sense is, is, is I'm telling you like, it's a 50-50 thing, but I would take your chance. I would shoot your shot and try to try to approach the situation with as much empathy as possible. Hmm. I agree. Yeah. Um, I think that you're right. There is a fine line between um, both of those things that you mentioned. I think though, however, that uh, when do you think, when you think, when is it the time to like go approach them and be like, Hey, you need help. Um, well, there's two, I feel sides to that. Um, number one, I don't, you never know like what the other person is actually going through because half the time, maybe they don't even know what they're going through. Honestly, like who Mm -hmm. really ever knows how I'm feeling this way, why I'm feeling this way. Nobody really knows that. So maybe they don't want to give you the wrong answer and, Mm -hmm. and then make you more, um, make you more worried about them, you know? Um, Secondly, I think that uh, when it's absolutely time to like tell them to go get help, maybe if they're getting physical, maybe if they're like um, having physical panic attacks, maybe if they're not getting out of bed for like three months straight, maybe if like their um, their way of handling their emotions is getting in the way of them doing their everyday work or succeeding or achieving what they want to, then yeah, then it's time for them to like go get help. Absolutely. And I guess the other side to that, because it's always like four sides to any story. Mm -hmm. The other side is telling someone to get help may be a trigger. So being very careful that have they heard this before? Are they, uh, do they hate therapy for some reason? Mm Because they might have like some past trauma with it, um, such as a previous life event where they sought help and they got a really bad therapist. Mm Because that's a thing too. That is the thing. A therapist is a human being and right. not every single therapist is a good therapist, right? Um, so understanding who you're who you're talking to, right? Making sure that what you're saying isn't triggering. And you know what? It's not as easy as I'm saying as it is, right? Like to gauge if somebody is, is going to be triggered or not is yeah. something that I can't even, like my professor and a lot, I know a lot of people, it's, it's to this day, they can't do it. Yeah. They yeah. can't do it. And then they've been doing this for years. They've been doing counseling yeah. for years and yeah. they just still can't. It's very hard because everyone has a different way of putting on their mask, their fake smile, or their authentic self. And you don't, you can't tell that. Yeah. 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 That reminds me of another thing that we were thinking we're going to talk from, you know, uh, the episode today is feeling how we do, you know, in a group of people right. or feeling what you've just said, you know, uh, what you've, what you've described is sometimes people put on a face, people think that they need to act a certain way. You know, there's a whole like syndrome, right? Imposter syndrome, um, that, that people are victim of. And frankly, me too. Like, despite being really good at something, you think that you don't belong. That's very much the definition of, for me, the imposter syndrome. So, you know, um, how do you deal with those, especially in our culture? Our culture is filled with, uh, you know, stereotypes mm-hmm. uh, that people inflict. And that is itself, you know, falls under the category of yes. projection. Yes. Correct? Yes. Um, so if like, if my sister, for example, right, she does not like to be, or if I don't like to be, you know, very loud in a group or something, or if I like to be sitting in a corner, I've talked about this before, my mom, she actually hasn't conditioned, but like, despite her condition, you know, her personality is so, she doesn't like to, you know, be the uh, crazy loud auntie, you know, saying Mm -hmm. things that are, that are not making any sense. So, but people (laughs) judge that. They judge that and they have a pre-assumptious, you know, comment about her every single time, you know. I don't know how people have the audacity to say what they're saying, but also they don't have the education or the experience or the tidbits from their life or or their life events to notice that what if that was you in that place mm-hmm. what right. if somebody else was saying that about you when you were being loud you know what i mean we always have this assumption of what we're supposed to be we carry around this ruler yeah and because of this ruler 
the ruler being societal expectations, we can never really be authentic to ourselves, whether it be a cultural issue, a religious issue, an identity issue, an orientation yeah. issue. I mean, there's so many different yeah. ones. And like in that regard, I guess our mom is like 100% authentic because no, she's not going to put on that mask Good. and come be and be loud with you while you're eating around the table. She loves to sit in the corner and eat her food because that's what makes her comfortable. And she's not going to um, get out of her comfort zone just to like please other people. And guess what? It's okay. And that's okay. You know, she's that's not putting on that mask. Okay. She's probably the most authentic person I know. Yeah, she's going to be that way either, you know, going back to her title, if somebody's watching or not watching. And how how much more can you, like, ask for for yourself? You mm-hmm. don't have... Reminds me of that, you know, movie with, like, multiple identities. Do you know how hard it is and draining it is and exhausting it is yeah. to be different identities all the time? All the time. Yeah. All the time. Which you are in every single setting that you're in. And don't you kind Absolutely. of have to be? I mean, I'm just like wondering, a lot of spaces we find ourselves demand that we be different kinds of people, right? So yeah. how do you be you um, when no one's watching and in this world that is filled with expectations of all these roles that we are trying to fill, correct? I was just going to say that about roles, but I think it's important to realize that wearing different masks and fulfilling different roles are two separate issues or separate things of it in itself because it's like when you're at work like you're putting on a work role because you're in a professional environment right you're not going to be the same person that you are at a club because you don't want to act that way right, right? right but what i'm talking about with mask is like okay i am this like person in front of the cool kids hmm. like using the high school concept because it's the most easiest to understand i always use the high school concept you're acting a certain way because you want to be with cool kids you're jeweling you're hmm. using the jewel the vape because the other kids are doing it right. but at the same time like your father's a heart surgeon and he knows the adverse effects of nicotine use or whatever right. and, and you're just kind of hiding that part of yourself and not being true to it and oh and just to make the story a little bit more interesting you're also interested in med school right. so like you know like and you're doing this just to please other people right see what i mean with that with that yeah, story and 100%. it's like honestly though like a lot of people always tell me it's like oh Taha, but like you seem like you know how to handle yourself and things like that i'm like right no I had bad days. Hmm. And guess what? Just like you guys, it took me a long time to get where I am today. Hmm. In high school, I was not my authentic self until the latter half of my my, uh, high school experience. And it was because I wasn't comfortable with who I was. And it was through like freshman and sophomore year where I was still thinking about like, okay, how could I be the black sheep of my family, but also be authentically cultural authentically myself and then i guess come junior year i realized that if i spread positive messages like that'll be the way that i handle my own Hmm. um, baggage but it didn't it didn't work that way it didn't hit me until like maybe community college or when i was doing my bachelor's both being in psych so constantly being reminded about how to Mm self-improve right so during those constant reminders those constant courseworks which promoted self-growth it occurred to me that that wasn't a good way to handle it. Hmm. To For me to just spread positive messages, but still holding on to my own baggage wasn't a good way of expression. And the way that I am now is because now I have these healthy outlets and I have these groups of friends where I'm not, I'm fulfilling a role of being my authentic self, not putting right. on a mask. But then when I'm in a group of family that has different views than me, hmm. then I'm in a different position. I'm in a different headspace. And I spend less time with them because I'd rather be with my chosen family Hmm. because they like me for who I am. Hmm. Because ready, I know on this podcast, we focus a lot on cultural differences and, you know, um, gender differences. But the other difference is that people, people are different on so many different levels, on Mm. so many, on a vast number of levels. Personality and character are not to be categorized by what family you were born in, right? Mm -hmm. You can literally be yourself. You can be off the, off what the pattern is of the family. Like you don't have to, you know, be on the same bandwagon as everyone else. And I decided to break that barrier to throw a wrench in that cycle when I wanted to become a career that nobody in my family chose. And then I also decided to be my authentic self with my friends, my family, my coworkers, my my cohort in, in grad school. So I believe that fulfilling a role and wearing a mask, there's a line between them. And then that line between assertiveness, aggressive, 
or, or being aggressive. And also that line between not dealing with your baggage or not managing your baggage and compartmentalizing. Mm. To realize that how close some of these things are to each other yeah. uh, will 110% help you. Yeah. 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 And what's honestly, it's missing as part of our education as human beings being part of the, you know, um, families and cultural background that we are from yeah uh you know and again it's this this podcast is not to like you know light fire to what our you know yeah of course beliefs Mm -hmm. are anything it's not about that at all it's just recognizing that there's an issue and solving it and hoping that you solve it Mm -hmm. unfortunately i've seen so many i've had friends and i know friends that are you know just and in an absolute their parents don't understand them because they are you know they want they have some sort of like a photocopy image of what their kids should be the ruler yeah the ruler and like that that i don't know where they i don't even know what kind of rule book they have it's expectations societal expectations cultural expectations yeah and so how do you expect somebody to be themselves and you know and and say that yeah this is you know this is i mean if if that was the case my i mean my there are a lot of things that we don't you know tell about ourselves i feel like if we did people will people would be like we would all be un you know it would be a really hard world to live in if we all just did not have our barriers and boundaries mm-hmm. i feel i'm not talking about like you know craziness or like people being psychopaths i'm not saying that at all but what i'm saying is that if there was just some level of understanding and some basic education of like allowing people to be themselves you know and if there was just some sort of like you know how we teach kids or we've been taught to like you know sit properly at the table or like go to school or blah 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 maybe there has to be some sort of like mandatory education about hey kid it's okay to be yourself and address the mental health component of it because those boys they grow up to be men who then project their anger you know uh, unfairly towards women in ways then there's those women you know who become like super either very 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 you know reserved into themselves and some lead to really really awful things like suicides or you know they literally live the only one lifetime that they're given in like a lot of depression or they get sick and then some women that honestly i know unfortunately from my some side of the family you know they become like (laughs) they become evil and they you know put these they project their anger in like by hurting other people revenge anywhere from like microaggressions like pettiness to revenge that's still still scary it's still projection though at the end of the day and that's what their kids learn oh it's so scary yeah (laughs) but yeah no you're absolutely right right, because that's how the cycle starts remember how we were were talking about breaking the cycle Mm. well let's start with the origins of the cycle yeah parenting yeah if parents don't deal with their own uh baggage beverage sorry (laughs) they all don't deal with their own baggage where do you think it's gonna go and i'm not saying as a unit as husband and wife i'm saying as husband separately significant other separately yeah or wife separately and significant other separately yeah it goes towards each other first that's absolutely that's what i've always seen no but like even when you're married there's gonna be times when you're alone right there has to be i think people need to understand that i don't have any experience with marriage trust me (laughs) um but i've only had experience with the marriages i've seen around me and um the 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 idea of being alone in a marriage, it's so, it, it needs to be put to light more. It's normal. You don't have to be together like 24 seven. And right now it's frowned upon. Like if, for example, like, oh, oh my God, no, I, I, I know I respect my husband or like, no, no, I never meant that. No, we have to understand that these, again, rules right. or like some sort of like <laughs> definitions that has been handed by somebody are not, you know are not word of god like etched in stone exactly yeah Yeah. exactly it's not like you know so like what you're saying it's unfortunate that the projection becomes on on each other and especially in our culture where like divorces are so frowned upon and do you know what happened to divorcees both male and female so like you know and that's not that's not an option Mm -hmm. that's not a culturally acceptable option anyway i'm talking about again you know subcontinent Mm -hmm. and 
and the other then what do you have to do while you're forced then to like you know be nice to each other yeah do you know mm-hmm. how hard it is to be nice to somebody in your own home that you have you no connection with <laughs> yeah it is crazy house wouldn't it just be easier to understand that hey she or he might need some space for a little bit and let me leave them be yeah. instead of you know facing it right at the moment and then that just leads <laughs> up to like nowhere no exactly. result i mean also talking about it not to the person also leads mm. nowhere like everything in life is equilibrium right right however i do want to add one thing and that's human beings are like batteries when we're separated we're we're charging right it's true we're not I ready mean, yet we're, if if i'm at you know we always talk about glass being half full or half empty but i think a better way to put it is a battery right mm-hmm. so like 50, if you have 50 percent battery 20 percent battery we're on low power mode like it's, it shows it shows it yeah. shows and if we're on 100 percent battery how did you get there by the way 100 percent battery is like what like anything we say in every episode taking care of yourself and finding healthy outlets yeah but i feel like when you combine that with like multicultural or or if you're if you're like a black sheep like i am then what happens is that because you're different or because people don't get you it it shows in many ways when i was growing up for me honestly i think the most like power usage from my battery pack Mm -hmm. was because of me not being my authentic self Oh, you hit such a great point. Right. Something I always, always say, please, you know, don't waste your brain energy on things that give you absolutely no return on investment. You know, I I just think of it that way. So like if I'm going to put my thinking skills and my time, which is the scarcest resource in the world, right? If I'm going to put it towards something, then it might as well give me some return on investment, Mm -hmm. you know? And so like, why am I going to waste my brain energy on like, and it takes more energy, right? Like you're projecting your negative self on somebody you're breaking into a fight with them and then you're taking double the amount of time to try and apologize because there's nowhere else to go it doesn't make any sense to me like something that should have been and again and you know why that happens is because people don't build in the right tools yep uh, in themselves or their relationships to even address that fact so like for instance i'm known to have a short temper and Mm -hmm. i get that from my dad so i'm not hinting anything but I think that like, you know, whenever something goes wrong for me, you know, I like snap, you know, do you know how my relationships have been so broken because I had done that now again, like two and a half years later, you know, not a hundred percent perfect, but at least like I have allowed myself to either put some space between me and the person that I'm going to react to immediately take some time to just calm down somewhere or like, you know, find other ways to communicate with them. There's this one example of a relationship where we could not even look at each other's faces this person. I, in that moment, I truly knew I hated this person for my in with my whole heart. And, but it was imperative. It was imperative that we talk if we were not going to just never see each other again. All right. And the way that we communicated, maybe this has something to do with the fact that I'm an interaction designer. I literally design interactions for people, (laughs) but I, I found a piece of paper for me and for them. And literally, literally we sat there and I wrote what I wanted to write and then gave it to them and they wrote what they wanted to write and then gave the paper back and this is this is that. how we communicated that day that's impressive and our relationship still stands like seven years later uh-huh. but i'm telling you right now it was so hard to do it was of one course. of those like dark places that you never want to be with a person because you just get that that's that's part of what i feel is projection a hundred million things were happening you were talking about microaggressions like you know setting up that you know um explosion yeah that was happening and on top of all of this was this interaction right and so finding that i guess way something that we don't learn from our i didn't learn that from my adults to be honest (laughs) if i'm being honest i didn't as well you know, I, I, my parents are amazing, but this is one thing that they could possibly improve on too, because mm-hmm. we are all growing here. But I've seen a lot of our family members just going off, being like, yeah. you know, absolute explosions. Yes, I, I have family members that are taking time bombs too, because when they're at 20% battery, even like giving them like a simple task or, or saying hello to them is like a trigger. And they just go off. 
Yeah. I haven't learned that from my parents either. Uh, my dad gets, when he's not in the right headspace, he'll become like, he'll mask it with jokes and sarcasm. And then my mom is the one who puts her foot down. And she's very assertive. So it's like, you know, it's like this weird dynamic where I never learned a healthy way to deal with anything. So um, yeah, I did have to teach myself that. Yeah. However, I did want to ask you a question. When you did that writing exercise, when you exchanged um, the papers, I think that is really mature and like doing that at 20 percent battery i mean like you said you shared with us your feelings that it wasn't easy however did any third person tell you to do, suggest that or you guys came up with that yourselves yeah no no it was just us um and that's smart yeah and that's rare yeah i and i'll tell and again if Honestly speaking, if it was the old Kinza, and this was like, I want to say the middle-ish Kinza, where she's still learning, by the way. All right. She's like in a very dark place. I was missing class in the morning because I wasn't going to wake up and go like that dark. And I just needed like one way of not feeling crappy, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so that, that was something that we came up with because just, I think that overall, if we start to understand that this person or this entity means more to me than what is just happening in the short run, yes, I think that perspective kind of like enables you to come up with these kinds of solutions. So maybe you're able to preserve some of that and like, you know, not, I really do think I'm one of those, I'm not a hopeless romantic, but any means if you know me you know me Mm -hmm. but i do think that there would be so there would be fewer broken relationships in the world if and only if we just started to take everything with just like five percent more patience and like we came up with creative ideas to say that you know i like this person or i like this entity for a reason in the first place and i've invested and spent all this time with them for a reason in the first place so maybe like this outbreak or whatever is happening is is okay unless it's absolutely toxic right that exactly unless it's absolutely it's also about checking yourself yes view yourself as a context you're only one perspective when there's an argument with two people get four people involved see how what you're doing is wrong as well not just the other person because i feel like especially in our culture we have these like competitive personalities where it's like Mm -hmm. you're using the wrong places if we're competitive in the right places let me tell you i mean we'd be making money or something (laughs) yeah um but being competitive in the wrong places like not only like last episode about material goods but we're competitive in emotional um too where it's like you see like two uncles arguing in the living room about politics <laughs> and they're one-upping each other on anger yeah. and it's like where's this going now you're just literally bringing your baggage out this is not about the yeah. same subject anymore is it but it's so unattractive and it's very unattractive i attest to that <laughs> but um you know like you said it's it's um it's it's very difficult to when it's between two people to step back and be like okay look it can be my fault too yeah Yeah. um i think although the way that relationships work any kind of relationship you know um sibling love parent and you know daughter and son is that you have to have to have to understand the thing the problem from the other person's perspective always and it always takes so it's so hard to do that because everybody thinks no i'm right and you're wrong Mm -hmm. and you're dumb and i'm smart but i think that if you head into an argument or a talk thinking in the back of your head that hey like i need to understand where they're coming from Mm -hmm. that would actually help your argument so much more absolutely rather than it like escalating because fights escalate so quick it's like fire seconds it's fire it's like one minute you're fighting about something and then the next second you're fighting about the completely different thing that how are you my sibling what the- <laughs> <laughs> it like has nothing to do with how you started it yeah you know mm. um and this goes for all relationships i feel like um and then secondly i feel like i don't know if you guys agree but do you think that we were talking about masks before putting on a mask is easier than having to deal with explaining to people why you're being the way you are absolutely because listen you're putting on a mask is easier than being vulnerable and with, with someone like on this very podcast today you and i have been ex- quote unquote quote unquote uh exposing ourselves that's right. being vulnerable right right i mean like you know what i mean i think it's a lot easier to put on a mask and and you know human beings i mean we've always done this we always chose the easier route 
you know, I need to sour this. I mean, I, I, sometimes I get motivated by, by, and I've talked about this before, and that's like cavemen, how like they used to just deal with all the surroundings and they yeah. used to be so adamant and stuff. But now, like, because of technology, I don't know, I'm, I'm a big proponent that technology is very positive, but I'm also a big proponent that because of its high addictiveness, yes. we, our distress tolerance level goes down. So we're bothered by everything. Yeah, like, impatience level. Impatience and, and all this. Like, I, I, I know because of my phone, like, I've developed an attitude. Like, hold on one second, let me check this. Like, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah. 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 But then that is also, I feel like, considered such a unhealthy outlet since we were talking about outlets before. Um, you know, just something I wanted to put out there. That's yeah, always choose our right outlet. I think that that's great. I feel do it up until the point that is where it's working for you and it's beneficial for you. Don't let exactly. that hurt you. I know somebody who just can never, ever express a negative emotion. And I just worry about them. Oh, my God, that hit home. And and I know Minaho is saying this like she's exposing herself, and now this is like exposed Taha part one. I because feel, yeah, th- I've done this so many times without it. Like like I to de-escalate arguments, I would become a, like ignorant, and I'll just be like, okay, you know, what? I'm not gonna talk to this person because I feel like I'm gonna do uh, because I feel like I'm gonna make it worse. And that took a toll on me growing up because I knew truths about people that they didn't even know about themselves, and yeah. I would just take it be like, all right, I was such a people pleaser. Like I was always a spiritual person, and then in front of these like religious bigots or like people I've met, I would be a people pleaser. I'd be like, "Oh, you're right. Oh, you're right. But oh, that's you're right. annoying. But in the back of my mind, guess what? I was having a fight with them in the back of my mind, and that took a toll on my attitude. And growing up, it was very unhealthy baggage to carry around to just agree with everybody, even even though you disagree with them. But that really, 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 really pisses me off so much when somebody Same. is so extremely positive, even if, you know, they're fighting with somebody about, like, the worst things possible, and then they're just, like, taking every single thing you're saying into such a positive way. That pisses me off. And because I it becomes that, ignorant at that point. Yeah, I don't know if they're just being ignorant or maybe they're just so happy like that. My dad is one of these people. He loves taking everything into a positive, you know, manner. But that that really, really makes me angry. And I don't know if that makes me a bad person. Nope, nope, nope. There's because, a time, in, because I think, I'm sorry to cut you off, but yeah, I really yeah. have to say this. And that's, there's a time and place for everything. Yeah. And because you realize that, you know that it's impossible to be happy all the time. And that's why it bothers you. Right, exactly. It's like, at this point, are you just not listening to me anymore? Mm. You know? And it becomes insulting then. Yeah. Uh, to me, that's insulting because... Again, going back to my process thing, all right, I, I will address my feelings by talking through them or processing them. Yes. If you don't want to share that with me, that's okay. But don't be dismissive when I say that I'm processing it. Don't say that, oh, don't let this hang over your head or like... Or how old are you? That's the worst rebuttal I hear mm-hmm. all the time when mm-hmm. people are like, how old are you? Come on, you can deal with that. No, everyone has their own process. Again, Don't one lie. of the rulers that we carry around from society is what? 18, 22, 30, you're an adult. And adults are supposed to be this rock robot thing that doesn't have any feelings. And let me tell you, I know many adults with many unhealthy feelings and some with healthy feelings, but they're very rare. Um, <laughs> just have to put that out there. But honestly, when it comes to like being real, if somebody tells you they're not okay, don't say that, oh you know it's all gonna get better and things like that uh, that's actually being dismissive mm-hmm. i know you don't have a bad intention by saying it's gonna get better but it, um, it, there's many other things that you can say that are not so fakely positive that are more assertive that are more real that are like it's okay not to be okay yeah and it's gonna take time and you will eventually get better if you need me i'm a text away if you think i'm annoying i'm leaving i think yeah. when people say things like that i feel more comfortable sharing my feelings what that's- about you guys I agree. Yeah. I it just it makes me wonder about the okay the super super positive people at all times. You know, it just makes me wonder if like I'm hundred percent happy if they are that way at all times. But I then wonder about them who they are when nobody's watching. It, I wonder that about my dad. I wonder that about him all the time. Like I know that he's always taking a very very crazy situation and turning it into a joke you know to say out loud for other people so he hopes that other people laugh but then i wonder like you know if he's in the bathroom is he crying to himself before he goes to bed what's happening and you know why why i'm relating to this my dad's the same way yeah the same exact way 
dads are just a whole other character yeah. i feel like yeah it's like well it's like because in our culture they're taught to be like sort of this leader of the house and kardari in translation mm-hmm. meaning like home home like someone who takes care of the home yeah. essentially or the breadwinner i yeah. think that's a better translation mm-hmm. and i think they're so focused on it that yeah. they, they, they don't have time for themselves you know, like yeah. there's so many shows about this where they show like a family member who's taking care of everything, but then they don't have time for themselves. And then something weird happens, like something out of nowhere, this curveball happens and then right. they explode. And it's like, you know why you're exploding is because your, ha- your glass is full or your battery is low and you aren't being truthful in these scenarios. You weren't sharing what's happening financially, emotionally, family wise, friends wise. And it comes out in these unhealthy ways. And I think the most comfortable, you know, my my way of telling if somebody's in a good space or not, or you're, or telling if you're, you yourself are in a good place or not, how do you sleep at night in terms of before you go to sleep, is there any guilt? Before you go to sleep, is there any remorse or or what could I be doing better? I mean, it's always very, very healthy to think about what you can do better. Mm. Yeah. Right. Always healthy. But are you reminisce? Are you rum- Are you ruminating? Are you ruminating? Are you staying on one topic and you can't sleep because you're like, you know what? I feel really bad. I was angry at everybody today. Assess that. Hmm. Then you'll realize if you're in a good headspace or not. And then from there, do one of your outlets or or self-care and and try to understand that maybe the person on the other side was hurt as well. Yeah. Understanding, developing that like self-awareness is so important. That's self-awareness because... And that's lacking. That should be one of our, that, you know, we are always talking about morals and values. Mm -hmm. That should be part of our characteristics that we develop. Self-awareness. Where am I? Am I projecting too much? How am I feeling? Check in with yourself, right? Like, how am I feeling today? If talking about those moments before bed, um, do I hold any grudges towards somebody today? Because I felt awful when they said that. Mm-hmm. My my two partners in my business, you mm-hmm. know, one of them said, and I was thankful to her for this. She was like, look, something happened. I was hurt. And I wanted to say that because I'm a transparent person. I can't hold this in. She could have easily, you know, just said, oh my God, I'm going to like hold this over there and I'm going to make their life so difficult. Or start gossiping and backbiting, yeah. which we're all too familiar with. Right. Yeah. You're right. And and what what would what would have happened? Our our business would have died, it would mm-hmm. have failed mm-hmm. because one person is not in it with their whole heart, you know. So, Absolutely. Uh, those moments of check-in, that moment of self-awareness yes. should include, you know, what you think somebody did to you mm-hmm. versus what you did to somebody that day as well, you know, just saying because unfortunately i wish people were more transparent with one another because we're not mind readers Mm -hmm. so you know just to assume that this person should have apologized to me for this or that is not true the other person i have unfortunately unfortunately i've learned from like so many experiences that just like it just it's just not the case that the other person knows what's going on and i'm wrong to assume that this person knows what they're doing or they should have said something to me because this happened or that happened and meanwhile that person is oblivious that something even happened and because they're not seeing the same side of the whatever you know they're not wearing your lens but honestly you bring up two really good points Genza, and that's of self-awareness maturity and understanding someone else's perspective i feel like when as we grow older we shouldn't be comparing ourselves to what it means to be 18, 22, or 30. I think we should be assessing ourselves. Are we self-aware? Are we mindful? Are we, um, you know, open to other ideas? Mm-hmm. I think that's where maturity, yeah. I think that's when you know that you've got grown into a mature person is when you hit, hit those points. Yeah. And then you get the, I think that you would be on the right path or like in the right direction to actually, then you won't probably have to wear as many masks and it might not just wow. take a lot of energy, right? Great point. No, absolutely. So you will be because energy you know you're yeah. absolutely right to wear masks takes energy i mean yeah. look i've worn masks before and i could tell you myself that like doing that like when i was in f- with like people who are like overly religious now just to be very clear like there are people who are the right type of religious but these are the type of people that are very like outbursty type <laughs> right. and and you know just sitting with them it's like why are you like this and <laughs> yes. and it's taking me a lot of energy to be quiet right now yeah it takes a lot of energy and then at the same time you're like oh like 
nobody cares about me yeah. and like I'm being this way but then they don't even care about me they're not even and then you start ruminating yeah, and then worrying and then like, tracing to anxiety yeah. but think, it's so stupid but I think you know you mentioned this briefly Minahil, and that was about like has a person eat ate today right mm-hmm. yeah. I think energy also comes down to like bio, like physiological energy mm-hmm. has yeah. a person slept has a person ate has a person I don't know yeah, just yeah, gone on just, with their life, right? Yeah, exactly. The people on the outside, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you if you're one of those people to be blessed with, you know, other people around you who care about you, because that is a blessing. That is a blessing. All right. I unfortunately I have uh, friends in school. I had friends in school. They were like, yeah, no, we we are the only people. I'm the only person here, so I need to find people from my own country and become best friends with them because mm-hmm. I don't have family around here. Mm-hmm. I'm the only person here. So like that is itself, a, you know, blessing. If you have people around you who care if you've eaten today or not, yes, you know keep those people close yes. you never know when you're gonna need them mm-hmm. you know yeah. um you might hate them but you know i feel like we as young adults going on to like you know well adult adults right um i think that we need to understand that not everybody is an enemy and that like pick a couple of people who you absolutely trust with your life and understand that if you're going to grow in this life properly, somebody that you're proud of, you're going to need other people's help. Absolutely. You know, you're not, you're definitely not taking up my time or like, you know, eating it up or anything like that. If you do it the right way, it's a give and take, right? Absolutely. If you become their person, they become your person. I think that that's a beautiful thing. Of course. It helps you grow as a person and, you know, you, you go on and do amazing things in your life. That's what I think. I, th- I think, you know, we're all three of us are very privileged to be able to go to college and, and yeah. you know, have an education. However, there's another form of education, and that's people. Like, if yeah. you meet people from other countries, other religions, other identities, you would be so, your mind would be blown that how much is there to learn about learn. someone else? Yeah. And honestly, that's a blessing, too befriend that person because you'll see how they handle certain things and how we handle certain things and how similar we are because of the human experience i think we forget that all the time if you pay attention to the news you forget that we're all human um (laughs) but you know like i I, me like myself like i was uh, on our train ride home together i was like how am i gonna learn anything from people who are completely separate major than me i don't know anything about business or or i don't know anything about design right but look at where we've come yeah i agree we have collaborated look at our differences men women right Mm -hmm. same culture okay cool different majors but what have i learned from you guys i've learned i've learned a lot from you guys and i think that's incredible to have that experience with anyone try to step out of your comfort zone try to step out of your your norm and ask someone else how how they deal with their baggage because guess what the japanese exchange exchange student who's also who identifies as male Mm -hmm. that's in my course or whatever, or maybe is taking a class next door and we had an interaction during lunch, could be end up being my best friend. Because you never know what they're going to bring to you or what idea they're going to have. Because remember, they're also doing what we're doing, the human experience. They also have emotions. They have a consciousness. They have a mind. I agree with that. And I have, like, personal examples. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a friend who she came up to me, actually, in, like, my sophomore year of college. And she's, like, the complete opposite of me or... Or any kind of a friend that I would ever be friend. Um, and she, she's like super outgoing. And I'm outgoing, but she's outgoing in a way of like, whoa, chill. <laughs> like she walks, like I remember we had a drawing class together and she walked into the room and she would like walk like, you know, uh, swinging side, yeah, uh, sideways. And she would like flip her purse on the on the little table. <laughs> I know. And then she put her coffee down. And then she, one day she just like came up to me and um, said, hey, let me see your name and they were just like blue or whatever and then we just like started talking um and i've like learned so much from her in terms of um how to adapt to different people um she you know every every time i see i see her every week we have class together um and she just brings a new you know thing every week and i just like learn something new from her like every week because she's just so opposite of any kind of a friend that I would like ever have it's crazy See, it's awesome. good to always look at yeah. people's differences because even yeah. like this is my family so you know always have people have this assumption that you have similarities but like m- my cousins and I not all, only are we all different majors and different identities and different everything 
oh my god are we different from each other they're very quiet very like like i have cousins that like literally don't speak a word but they have a lot to say but they i guess they just never say it Mm -hmm. just also whatever that's a whole nother conversation (laughs) but like they know me like when i enter like a gallery or something i am super outgoing because i don't want to deal with anyone's bs i'm here to party yeah and i'm already a hyper person so it's like i have to understand that just because everybody else is not hyper like me doesn't mean that they're depressed. Yeah. Doesn't mean that they're angry. Yeah. And then them, the other people need to understand. <laughs> yeah. The other people need to understand that if I'm not being quiet, I'm like I'm like I could be hyper and serious too. I know it's a weird combination, but like if something serious, serious situation is coming up and I'm talking a lot, it's not because I'm an expert on the issue. It's because I'm passionate about talking. Right. So it's, it's like understanding yeah. other people other and people. their judgments because yeah. it's like I know people, especially in high school, use all the time oh my god she's such a psycho because why is she just like that why are you diagnosing her oh my god he he's manic because he does this no maybe his sleep schedule is just messed up and maybe he's you know don't make assumptions about people so just because of their personality traits there's yeah. a difference between a personality disorder and a yeah. personality trait yeah. the more that we want to understand emotional regulation mindfulness and self-awareness we have to understand that the way that people express themselves are vastly different even in among a family system I completely agree. I agree it's so important to understand that and you guys won't believe it but we're almost at the hour mark and i would like to yeah. just bring one point here sure is that we were talking about what you just said yeah. that is what leads to masks i feel right like yes. it, that is what leads to masks so like one example that i'm super proud of is at this table other Pakistani people, when they see other Pakistani people, they put on tons of masks. Oh my God. I agree. Because of Lokia Kangen. Yeah. yeah. Because of, right? they're worried about what people are going to say. So I, you know, and they pass that on to their kids, unfortunately. If their kids are not, if somebody doesn't understand their self-worth properly, you know, which needs time, they're going to believe that they're somehow inferior to whatever their parents think they're inferior to. So one thing that I'm super proud of is that when we met you at that train station, yeah. you know, at Penn Station, or no, fair our favorite place um uh, um, when we met there we could have easily been like oh yeah so the six or seven years since you haven't seen me since high school i've done this and i've done that or something like that is what i expect and that's what i see unfortunately people i'm taking the babylon no we're on the same (laughs) (laughs) we could have been like uh no i don't want to say hi to him yes and you could have just gone yeah Yeah. i mean i Guys, don't just put yourselves on the bad boat. I could have just kept walking, flipped my hair, and been like, yeah. "Where are you?" And this project would have never existed. I know. You didn't pretend you didn't remember. I know. And then you know we, that self awareness moment could have been at night. You know, instead of it was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I met him," and I can't yes. believe this is gonna happen. Yes. Instead of it would have been like, "Oh, what, what if?" And that's the worst kind of regret. The what if is the worst because yeah. I know who I am with myself when nobody's watching is completely different than what I would have acted. Right? Yes. Unfortunately, that's what our culture teaches a lot of our kids where the kids become snobs and it's like why should I talk to them because I think that my parents don't right. think they're good enough to talk to them so I'm not gonna go you know and that's a mask that's exactly how the thought that's process a mask. is <laughs> yeah yeah that's a mask and it we would have we would have never so I'm, I'm glad that we felt comfortable with us that day in those yes. moments we could have had a lot of microaggressions going on which probably did we were going back from work and school you know that we didn't oh, put yeah. on a mask yeah, and it was, right. it was very late it was very late yeah. but see we under because we understood these contexts yeah right yeah it once you develop an understanding of people and your social skills it's not always about being a good listener being a good talker it's also about understanding the circumstances at which you're having a conversation yeah. or mm-hmm. the circumstances at which someone is acting a certain way mm-hmm. or or regulating or expressing their emotions in a certain way yeah. and it's also not about like 24 7 analyzing mm-hmm. them either and let me tell you that's hard to turn off when you're doing like therapy so it's right. like but I'm, I'm learning to compartmentalize and guess what that's okay mm-hmm. because i'm not gonna be 100 percent perfect mm-hmm. i hate those people who like I hate. I really dislike those people. <laughs> Doing it right now. I really dislike those people who sort of take things like very, very seriously. And once they become a professional, they're like everything becomes about that. Right. And it's like it's important to take a step back. So take a step back from your business. Take a st- step back. Like you're allowed to be yourself. You're allowed to turn your phone off. You don't have to be available all the time. Right. You know, like you know, you, you can. What's wrong with that? I don't care if you're offended. This is my time. Like you know, it's yeah. okay to do that. And I feel like in our culture, that's what we see as selfish. And mm. it's like no, redefine selfish. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's also 
also like in our culture and and intercultural concept again like we just use ours as an example is that we tend to judge like we tend to put these like labels on people like right but I, I when I was younger I, I stopped I didn't stop drinking milk from a bottle from a very older age than I'm supposed to because remember societal ruler yeah. and they would always say that oh my god he's gonna have like the worst teeth ever <laughs> and like you know thank god now thank god now i'm like satisfied with you that i get braces or anything but what i'm trying to say is that like it's a thing like people waste these assumptions if you do this you will not become that like (laughs) shut the hell up it's crazy i know know, that's what my parents did they would mask like that i'm still drinking milk from a bottle at at said age yeah they had to mask it because that's how society not even culture i'm gonna say society that's how society you know compares and, and you know contrast other people and it's like the only thing you should be comparing to to is who you were yesterday yes and not what other people are going to think or mm-hmm. about your kids your cousins because you're a certain way or you're not wearing that brand or whatever yeah. i mean this episode really does tie together a lot of the things that we've yeah. talked about in the past so if you haven't caught up to the previous episodes please click back or go to the spotify page to check out the other episodes yeah. but guys until our next episode please do yourself a favor take care take the masks off mm-hmm. Have some time for yourselves. Invest in people who invest in you. Yes. Yeah, it's true. Right? And be authentic. Yeah. If you're the black sheep like me, (laughs) don't be afraid to be different. Because guess what? One day they're going to come to you. You're going to inspire others. Yeah. And that's how I got through my stuff. Anyways, that's a whole (laughs) other episode. But you guys, like, thank you so much for being so open and understanding and and mature. I think you guys are true representations of what it means to be a mature, independent woman in this society. That's so sweet. Thank you for, you know, recognizing that and being a friend. And we we say the same thing about you that we wouldn't have like, again, I really keep on thinking of like, you know, what made this happen. We could have never, I, I haven't met so far. I haven't met like two Pakistani American people who are not blood related you know meshing so well with one another who are actually being real with each other what yeah Yeah, we don't have to mask around you you know there have been multiple times where you know we've before starting this you know you we the vibe wasn't right because you know you just stepped into something but we don't have to mask that around you and that's Mm -hmm. really awesome so thank thank you thank you guys as well so guys we're going to go into post-show where we talk about how we felt about everything that happened in the show. We're going to take your ideas. We're going to talk about different platforms. We're going to be posting a lot on our social medias as well. Um, but thank you guys for supporting this podcast. And, you know, we're going to be talking to you guys again very soon. So until then, please take care. And also, don't worry about... <laughs> no, <laughs> <Jackie>. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Hey! Keep... <laughs>